1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
0: Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Paul Catalina, alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Skandrick, brought to you by Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From Games, Present Totals, the team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Orlando, Cowboys versus Vikings this week. And. Uh, the Vikings are, are our team on a roll. They've, they've won uh, four games in a row after starting out like terribly. And, uh, you know, in five, I believe, right? Yeah, they started out one in five. They were they were awful. Dalvin Cook is the league's leading rusher. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, the Cowboys have had a lot of success against him in the past. But uh, and he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, it's either it's either a storm with Kirk Cousins or it's, it's kind of just OK, but he did not have to worry about it when He's got Dalvin Cook back there. I think top to bottom, no matter what you may think about the Vikings or whatever, this is a bad matchup for the Cowboys, a team that can't stop the run, facing the best running back in the league this year.
1: Yeah, um, Minnesota's on a roll right now. They're getting hot. Um, They're trying to finish the second half of this season on the same roll that they finished the first half on. And, you know, they are a great running team, that great zone running team. Um, Gary Kubiak comes from the the Shanahan family. And, you know, they're going to do a lot of the same things that, the Rams do a lot of the same things that the the Redskins used to do. Now is the Washington football team. And a lot of the same things that the Denver Broncos did when they won multiple Super Bowls. So this is definitely going to be a difficult matchup. The Minnesota Vikings are definitely committed to the run, unlike the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're, they're going to be very, very committed to the run. They're going to play through Dalton Cook. They're going to control the game for Kurt, play action, and allow him some good, clean windows to throw into.
0: Yeah, and if you if you want a kind of a point of comparison for how the Cowboys struggled against a similar offense, Kevin Stefanski, the Browns' head coach, uh, was with the Vikings and their offensive coordinator last year. He's a is a disciple of Gary Kubiak. He pretty much runs the same offense that Gary Kubiak is running. but the Browns were just picking running backs, you know, down the roster as guys got hurt and letting them run through the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, it was that, that was a that was a long a long Sunday <laughs> afternoon, but um. You know, I look forward to it, you know, because C see if Dallas really has improved on the defense. And then, you know, Minnesota's going to present some challenges defensively themselves. Um, they like to walk a lot of guys up around a line of scrimmage, they like to mug a lot of guys up and show blitz and drop out and sometimes bring them. Yeah, the
0: Cowboys do get some good news in that Andy Dalton. I, I don't know how. I mean, it's good news in that their quarterback depth chart is 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 not guys who've never started before, and Andy Dalton's back. But again, we talked about it when Andy Dalton was healthy and playing. That this is this is not a guy at, at this point in his career that's that's going to light it up anymore. And will he be better than Garrett Gilbert? I guess. I mean. I'm supposing so, but offensively, uh, I don't I don't expect to see a whole lot from the Cowboys the rest of the season. I, I, I just I go in thinking like if they can get a touchdown or two, then that that's probably that's probably their their best offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, but here's a little bit of the problem too. You're gonna expect them to have the same type of defensive effort against the Pittsburgh Steelers because you look and you say Pittsburgh's record and you know where they are. But in hindsight, I just think Pittsburgh didn't really play a clean game.
0: No, they, they didn't. And, and, and look, every team, you know, what I mean, it goes through ebbs and flows of their effort during the season or or where they at, they're at mentally but even the even the great teams even the, the you know listen, there's some legendary teams that won super bowls and you know people have written books about that during the season they had little mental well we weren't really in this game or we weren't there it's a long season you know it's 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 also a job you know just like anybody else so you you get to those points and the steelers a couple of weeks ago just they, i mean for 3 quarters they were kind of you know, just had their toe in the water of that game. And it didn't really matter because the Cowboys, the Cowboys could never put the, like, a lot of a good team, you know, faces, you know, a team that's invested versus a team that's not in a game. If the if if the team that is invested is good, they'll put the other one away early and make them pay for being that. The Cowboys just aren't that good enough to put a team away that doesn't care about the, the first couple quarters of a game.
1: Yeah, um, I just don't think that they're very good. I mean, I don't, they don't, they're not explosive enough to put anybody away, and they're always going to, like, keep you in the game when you can't score points on offense.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott still dealing a little bit of a hamstring. The offensive line is still, you know, essentially patchwork, uh, even though they've, they're getting some – some people back or, or healthier after the bye week. But even still, uh, I, I just I, – I don't – I cannot see a way forward to where the Cowboys in their next three games are – I'll just say the next three are the Vikings, which a bad matchup, the Redskins, who they already got demolished by, who aren't football even team. good. Washington yeah,
1: football team. The Washington okay.
0: football team. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> the Washington football team. And then the Ravens, all – you know, the Redskins have already shown to be a bad matchup for them, and they're not a bad matchup for anybody. The Ravens a bad matchup. And then, of course, you've know you got Dalvin Cook, the hottest hand in the league, coming in. It's just unless there's some fundamental change on that defense, I just don't see, I don't see anything being good down the stretch.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch. I guess for me, it's like must-see TV because I want to see how they're going to react. And you know this is going to tell you a lot about their future, but – you know i don 't look for them to have much success in the win loss column
0: yeah when you when you when you're watching a team and seeing how they react what what do you look for like do you look for their effort like how they're they're in it how they're they're focused what do you, what are your like benchmarks of okay these guys are are in it and invested for the future, or they 've checked out
1: um, just to see their effort you know to see if they made any progress because they did have a new system they they, you know, they are having new coaches and they're trying to implement their new system. So you want to see if they're progressing, but this has been a tough, tough season, whether it be injury-wise or whether it be switching system-wise or whether it be, they're just not playing well-wise. Yeah. The
0: other thing, um, you know, uh, I'm just going through and, and, you know, watching some of the press conferences and availabilities this week, uh, a lot of times the bye week is a time for guys, you know, you can kind of reset, decompress a little bit, but you know, the Cowboys spent everybody, you know, they're kind of directed to, like, spend your week off. You have to do it in quarantine. Uh, Orlando, I don't know what you used to do in your bye week when, when you were playing, but uh,
1: I think some, some of that's invaluable time just to
0: reset yourself for the stretch run of the season.
1: Absolutely. Um, so, it, it was two different types of bye weeks. So, when I was in Kansas City, Andy Reid just gave me the whole week off just to decompress. And then when I was in Dallas, we would always practice one or two days and just get the mandatory Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off and um, this, the world we live in today is just different you know with the quarantine and, and you know I, I find it hard to believe that a lot of guys are going from work to home because how are so many guys catching COVID like it's, it's coming from somewhere yeah if, if the players and the staff are getting tested daily and they're just going work to home you know it's coming from somewhere
0: yeah well and again I'm sure some guys are saying that that's what they're doing but that's not what they're doing. Or they're bringing in people from outside their home in the home that are not, you know, you know. If, if you're not in, like, if you're not playing in the, for an NFL team or working for, I mean, I, really, sports are the only ones who are testing all this time. If you're doing anything else, you're not testing all the time.
1: Yeah, but I think you know, if you were doing, you were. The, it's it's on you to be responsible. If you know that you're going to a job that's getting tested on days, it's on you to be responsible. I guess it's different state to state because a lot of these other states are starting to close down and have lockdowns again. And, you know, a lot of states like Texas are wide open.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah, Texas is... Texas is not as like wide open as Florida, but we're close. You know, like Florida has decided that like, you know, they're they're just going to thin the herd, I guess, which is, which is to me a little unconscionable, but, uh, but Texas is, Texas has some restrictions, but again, it's wide. Like you can go and sit in, you know, sit in a bar and sit in a restaurant, you know, it's, you know, even diminished capacity. You can still do that. You can go like, you can go to a game. You can go to a, a college football game, a high school football game. You can go to do that. It's socially distanced, but you're still getting in the midst of of people. You know, it's it's not uh you know, and it it look for me and my 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 job, I do high school I do a high school football game every week, and I I have to do my best to like I'm in the, pretty much in the press box the whole time not talking to people because I, I don't want to get COVID. You know, I don't like I don't know all these people, I don't know where they've been or what they do, and then you know, so That's just, that's just my life. I, and it just anybody else, it's, it's hard to to avoid it. And I I just can't believe that, like you said, that all these guys are just going, all right, well, I'm at the facility. I'm at my place. I'm at the facility. I'm at my place. Like, again, people go stir crazy and they're going to go out. They're going to do, and even if it's just going to get tacos some night and sitting around, you don't know about the other people in the restaurant and what they do, you know, especially since half the people in the country seem to think this whole thing is, is, is not worth their time.
1: Yeah, it's we all knew this was going to be a problem um just because there's so much confusion on covid It's so lack of information. So, you know, and we talked we spoke about this off the record just like what was the point of some of these like I could see NFL but a lot of these college teams are playing and they're taking games on two days notice and it's just it's it's different.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a different year. I and I know that we all we all can't wait for it to be over. Uh but in the NFL has navigated through it pretty well, but they're, you know, a billion dollar industry that, that can afford to, to take these, you know, measures. Most people can't. So uh, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed to this point that the NFL hasn't had more games canceled. Or, or I mean delayed or anything. And, and we're in, in the, into the, you know, third, whatever wave you want to say we're in, we're in this huge spike in America right now in, in infections. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of expecting to see
1: yeah, how, how yeah. You predicted you this would happen? That's why baseball did a certain season. Um, they predicted the curve would, you know, rise around winter time. And, you know, this is just the challenges. I think everybody knew the challenges when they were going into it. Yeah.
0: Um, Orlando, uh, There's there's a lot of media in Dallas, and you and I talked about this before, uh, that are, I listen to them, and they're they're kind of just, they're so focused on the Cowboys getting a high draft pick. Um, I know that, like, players try to shut that stuff out, but when you are a player on a team and you hear people who cover your team or fans of your team hoping that you lose, how does that affect your psyche? I
1: don't think it does at all. I think you got to try to block the outside noise out and, you know, just kind of, handle your business, but I mean, they should want to get a high draft pick. I mean, the more, the, the better players you can get, you know, the better you'll be in the future. And I don't think that from a moral standpoint, like getting a, getting a higher draft pick or having your fans hope you get a higher draft pick should affect you in any way. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I just, I've wondered in the side of the locker, like again, there are players that are better at tuning it out than others. You were pretty good at tuning it out. Like you, you, you didn't give a crap what everybody said you 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 guys were you know you were focused on the 53 guys that were there you know Mm -hmm. that that's the most important thing but there are guys who i mean they they let it in you know of course in the cowboys earlier this year kind of heard some of that they they let it in a little bit so i wonder if they if they've filtered that out to this point in the season because it seems like they are not i mean they're not commenting on
1: it as much uh yeah i mean I think that it's set in and I think reality and I think they've accepted who they are. So I don't think that it's as relevant or, you know, as relevant, you know, because their record is pretty indicative of what they are this year. Yeah.
0: How much better do you expect Andy Dalton to make the offense than Garrett Gilbert did last, last or two weeks ago?
1: I mean, the the only last standing image I have of Andy Dalton is when they played against the Cardinals and they got absolutely killed.
0: And, I mean, like, I, my thing about Andy Dalton is, yeah, he's probably going to make it steadier than, you know, Krabiath and Ben DiNucci, who'd never done anything, or Garrett Gilbert, who's not, you know, who's not a starter at any level of, of professional football, really. You know, it's going to be steadier, but it's still going to be bad. So, I don't, like... It's hard to it's hard to, like, can, like to think up new things to say in this podcast because the Cowboys have been the exact same every week, you know, which is funny because one of the things that, that is kind of a draw about the Cowboys to talking about them is there's always kind of a new thing that's going on there. There's always kind of a new thing, a, a, different, a different problem or a different, you know, a good or bad. There's always kind of new there. This is the most like, you know, consistently, you know, the same team that they've had in a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you know, that just proves that you every year is different. Um, chemistry matters, um, and you know, they they are lacking chemistry. You know, just the no off season and the reduced training camp, it's truly showing.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm seeing it at every, at every level. You know, like you see new coaching staffs we're at more of a disadvantage than I think people even understood because there are all those little things that you get to do in the off season, even, even not even like, you know, some of the people talk about like, Hey, we had, you know, like a barbecue where we kind of got to know the coaching staff or we, you know, we do this, or we do that. Or we have the, you know, the, the position group nights or all those things like those things kind of matter when it comes to building chemistry. You can't just, you know, say, okay, you guys start, you know, trusting each other and knowing each other, go do it. The, there's things that have to happen and it's not just practice.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was tough. I mean, I, I said, I think I said before the teams that are going to have success are the teams with good quarterbacks and the teams with chemistry.
0: Yeah. And you see that that's, that's what's going on here. The, the coaches that were there last year for the most part are winning the coaches that weren't, you know, I mean, Kevin Stefanski's done better in, in Cleveland, but I think he's doing well just
1: because he finally
0: just I mean, I think, whittled it down. I think
1: that um, they just – Cleveland was able to keep some some camaraderie, and their, their defense wasn't bad. You know, their defense was built. They had some players there, and just defensively, they've been able to, you know, stop people, and then offensively, they've been able to run the ball and take the pressure off of Baker.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I I, I wonder – I wonder how much of this next few weeks, if you're the Jones family, are you? Because again, Mike McCarthy's coming back next year. Anybody who thinks that that's not going to happen is crazy. Like he's coming back. But how much are you, how much leash do you give him with his assistance the rest of the year if you're the
1: Jones family? I don't think you fire anybody for the rest of the year because it's not for the rest halfway. of the year,
0: but like as far as like an audition for, are you, are, you know, Mike Nolan, are you coming back?
1: I, don't, I mean, I couldn't even say how it was an audition because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if they won every single game for the rest of the season, they would still finish the season two. I mean, I'm sorry. If they, fin- if they won every game, they would finish the season seven and nine. That's still not acceptable. Yeah. So, yeah. They, or, sorry, I'm sorry. What are they right now? Two and seven? Two and seven. So they won. They'd finish and seven, nine, and so seven. They finished nine and seven. That's. I mean, that's still not acceptable. Yeah.
0: They'd run away with the division, though. In the East. Yeah, they will. But <laughs> so, I mean, is
1: that is 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 that good enough to say? Oh, we did it, running away with a with a terrible NFC East. No.
0: <laughs> what did you guys when you guys won the division title? How long of a celebration was that?
1: I mean, which time? Sometimes we the year we were thirteen and three, we we had the division title locked up mm-hmm. before week seventeen, week fifteen, I think.
0: Yeah. So it would like, but I mean, as far as like, hey, we wanted the division, how big a deal was that in the locker room?
1: It was a home playoff game and a guaranteed yep. playoff spot.
0: But it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the goal, right? No, no, that was just, a, that was just a stepping stone along the way. And, and, the, and the, the Cowboys don't hang division title banners. No, I mean, that's not, that's not what they do. Uh, So again, it doesn't, it doesn't mean as much, you know, I, you know, fans want to say that or, or, or whatever, but like this, this team's about more than that. They're about, about winning championships and all that. And they haven't done that in a very, very long time. And this season has been such a step back. um, I'm just, I'm wondering where they really are. Like, I'm wondering where they really, really are.
1: They won a division title, I want to say two years ago, and yeah. then the following year, they don't. And Jason Garrett loses – his contract's not renewed. So, I mean, that should tell you exactly what a division title means in the eyes of the Jones family. That's not, that's not the goal. And I don't think it's the goal for anybody. I don't think it's the goal for the Philadelphia Eagles either, or else they wouldn't be feeling – they wouldn't be feeling the pressure that they're feeling right now to perform.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I just I, – I wonder – I wonder where the realistic look at, at what this Cowboys team really is. Like, what, what are they going forward? Like, when you, when you think about, you know, the likelihood that they bring back Dak Prescott, even though he's, you know, all the contract talk. And so, you know, who is Zeke Elliott now? Is he the Zeke Elliott from a year ago, or is he the Zeke Elliott that's, that's right now? You know, is that, is that more Zeke or is that more the fact that the offensive line is not what it was? Who are the offensive line? You know, what is your, what is your plan on defense? Like, who are you there? Like, there's so many more questions with this team than there were, you know, starting out, you know, after the draft, everybody's looking at the Cowboys like, oh my God, they got CD Lamb. They, you know, they, they filled all these needs and then the season starts and they're so far away from what they thought that they were going to be. You know they're I mean and not that they won't, but they've got some serious soul searching about who they really are,
1: yeah, but I mean that that's how every season goes, you know, um you start off and you have super Bowl aspirations, there was thirty two teams that started off and had super Bowl aspirations, and now you look that you're halfway through the twenty twenty season a little bit halfway past the midpoint, and you know things start to kind of reveal themselves,
0: yeah um, and, and look this this team I, you know. <coughs> I don't know how realistic it was. It is for them to have super aspirations until they play in the NFC championship game. Like they haven't done that in a long, long time either. So. Yeah. But I, think, I mean,
1: that doesn't mean that you're not going to have super bowl aspirations. Yeah. You know, every team's going to start the season off with super bowl aspirations. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that haven't played in the NFC championship game. And then, you know, here they go there in the super bowl, like the, you know, the, the Rams were one of them. They hadn't been in a, in a NFC championship game in a very long time. And here you go. They burst, on, they burst on the scene and, you know, have a great season. And then they don't make it far in the playoffs and they have another great season. And then they, here they are in the Super Bowl with a chance to win the whole thing. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, all right. As we wrap it up, uh, Orlando, your prediction for, for the Cowboys tomorrow against the Vikings. Um, I, I uh, To me personally, I, I just think that Dalvin Cook, you know, probably has a Dalvin Cook-esque game and the Cowboys are, are really probably never in this thing. <laughs>
1: I think this is two teams heading in two different directions. And, you know, every time I make a prediction, it's freaking awful. <laughs> I predicted that that uh, Pittsburgh would, you know, run them out the building. And here the Cowboys are. They hang around and to do only what they do best this season and find a way to lose. But um, I predict the Cowboys are going to have some trouble scoring. And they probably, they probably lose in a 27 to 10, 27 to 13 game, maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I, I you know I I I would be excited to see them score a second touchdown in a game because they went so long without one. They scored one against the Steelers. so if they got a second touchdown against the Vikings, I would consider that progress.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> just just a second. Like you score the first one, and then like at least another one before you kick three other field goals. Like that's no, what I'd
1: like to see. Paul, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would like to see them score a touchdown. But I mean, the realism of the situation is. Two teams going in two separate directions. So, you know, it's it could get ugly. But we'll, well see. Let's just let it play out.
0: And, and and look, I don't know what the the status of Mike Zimmer has changed, but he was a guy who's on the hot seat through six games well, and now it looks like well, he's I don't, you know. I don't
1: think he was on a hot seat. He actually got a contract extension before yeah. the season, right? Yeah. I mean so, I think it was just the pressure was maybe mountain, you know, on what was going on. But I mean, they were having some issues too, and you know, they lost their best rusher and hunter. They let Everson Griffin, who I went to the Cowboys, they let him walk. And then here they are, they trade for Yannick and Dockway. That doesn't seem to be a match. And, you know, they find a way to get get out of that. And then here they are, you know, ripping off some games now.
0: Did you overlap with Zimmer at all?
1: Or was he already gone? I, didn't, I didn't. No, oh, he was didn't? gone when I got there. I was played for Wade Phillips. Yeah. Then Rob Ryan, Paul Pascaloni. Um, and... They, <laughs> Um, Lane Kiffin. No, sorry, not Lane. Monty Kiffin. Monty Kiffin. (laughs) Lane. Monty (laughs) Kiffin. And um, Rob Marinelli. And... Those are my defensive coordinators. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, Mike. Look, Mike Zimmer has a good long history uh, of of being successful. And again, part of it was, look, he wasn't he wasn't making Kirk Cousins play as bad as he was those first six games of the year.
1: So yeah, I think he's he's always been a big guy that wants to be committed to the run. And you know, when you're commi- when you're a team that's committed to the run, and that's what you do good, and you know, that's what you do good, it makes it awfully tough on that other team that you're facing. Mm-hmm.
0: They also lost in the middle of that. They lost Dalvin Cook for two games. So yeah,
1: but but it's going to be tough on the Cowboys because you know that the Vikings are coming and it's downhill run and they don't they don't care if you know.
0: Yeah, that that will see. I love those kind of offenses. Like you know, like you know what's coming. I dare you to stop it. I love it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Um, we'll be back uh, with a recap, and then uh, next week's Thanksgiving. So we'll we'll kind of do the recap and the preview uh, on the same day for uh, the the Vikings, and then uh, the Washington football team on Thanksgiving Day. Orlando, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Please like and subscribe wherever your podcast.